you'll find that an energy is repeated three and four times throughout a chart. And that gives you a focus as to what this soul is working on because mm. it's repeated so many times that this is what the soul is working on. And so it's, it's you, through studying the chart, you can really, it just rises to the surface, you know, oh, this is what this soul is working on. And then you can, through the, uh, the patterns of oppositions, give a direction towards how a soul can manifest these things. And like I said, just by even bringing it up so that the soul can be begin to contemplate and see. I mean, usually what happens, what I've noticed is as soon as you bring it up, they're like, oh, yeah, it has been like that or this mm -hmm. has been happening. And where maybe without bringing it up, you might not be aware. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you are watching or listening. This is The Holistic Monitor, and I'm your host, Nick Sconia. The Holistic Monitor is a wellness podcast featuring life energy research, health and wellness transformation, self-improvement and empowerment, philosophy, spirituality, and now guest interviews as well. We look forward to your comments on our YouTube channel, at Holistic Monitor, and you can also listen on the go with us at Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and more. And with that, let's get today's show started. Adrian Gibson, you've been working with astrology for four years, and you do evolutionary astrology. Is that right? Correct. Yes, it is. Could you explain what, uh, what that entails? Sure. Um, well, evolutionary astrology is a relatively new form of astrology. Um, it was first brought out by Jeffrey Wolf Green in the mid-90s. And it's a form of astrology that looks at Pluto as the basis for the soul's journey. Pluto being the representation of the soul from lifetime to lifetime and um, it uses Pluto and the nodes of the moon as the structure that the soul uses to move through each lifetime. And basically what it can do is tell you what the journey of your soul is, what kind of tools you were given to manifest the journey and the kind of pitfalls that you would have and blockages and where things would be easy, you know, where your trines are is where it's flowing for you and where you have squares. This is where your soul is learning to move forward um, and where obviously you can get stuck. And, um, and so what an evolutionary astrologer does is to determine what the journey of the soul is and to help you guide your journey if you're in a place where you know you're lost and not and don't know which direction to go or even mm -hmm. what that journey is right that's okay. basically it um i do remember hearing something about the nodes and i've um i have a nickel tour is what i like to say about certain aspects of astrology uh, the north node if i remember correctly is uh, where you're heading and the south node is where you've been Correct. Does that sound right? Um, as far as what yes. sign you were in your previous life? 
Correct. Um, South Node would be where you were in your previous life and also where you pick up at in this life. Hmm, so okay. it, it's kind of a twofold. And then the North Node is the energy that you're integrating into because you don't actually right. leave the South Node. That's part of you. It doesn't go anywhere, but you will be integrating the opposite side. And that's the direction of the evolution of the soul. Right. Yeah. And I've also heard it spoken as the uh, Kundalini of the chart as a, like, um, you know, the, the great tree in the chart, basically of, of the same idea, the earth and the heavens. Mm -hmm. um, so the South node represents kind of like the roots and where you're at and where you've been and like you're, where you're positioning from. And then the yeah. North node would be the direction that you're heading or um associating with like uh, a sign that you're kind of becoming yes okay yes okay. and and because they're the nodes of the moon the new moon is about the identity structure and mm. so once the past identity structure the north node would be the future identity structure and the moon the current moon is the structure that you're going to use to move to integrate both of those pieces okay Okay. Sounds pretty amazing. Um, okay. And uh, as far as where we're at, we're in, we're in March. We're at the uh, beginning of Aries. Yes. We are looking at a, a new year via spring. Uh, what do we have ahead of us? Well, there's a, uh a lot of energy happening this year in 2023, particularly in March. Hmm. Um, one of the big things that's happening is Pluto has been in Capricorn since 2008. Right. And on, I believe the 23rd of March, it will dip its toe into Aquarius for the first time. It'll only stay there um, until I think the middle of May and then it'll begin its retrograde um, back into Capricorn, um, where it will stay, I think, until um, October. It begins going forward again. Mm -hmm. And by the end of the year, it'll end up right where it is now at 29 degrees of Capricorn. Oh, okay. So, so really just a little tidbit that we get. It's just a toe in. Yeah. Um, and just to give us a little taste and then you know the retrogrades are kind of like going back over and getting a relook at what we need to reassess gather before yeah. we can move on forward and yeah. it'll it's going to cross um it back and forth into capricorns uh, i believe three times before it does its final journey into um aquarius in um, march of 2025 2025 so, march okay so it, we're looking at a two-year process, and 2025 will be the completion of a transitionary uh, change from Correct. what we've been living under for the last two decades to what we're going to be living with for the next two decades after that. Right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. That, that's yeah. what's happening. Okay. And, um, and then the other big thing that's going to happen, and it's not really happening until uh, – July, but the nodes of the moon, mm. which have been um, in Taurus uh, 
for the North Node and Scorpio for the South Node, I think since 2020. Hmm. Um, yeah, since um, 20, 2022, really, right? Oh, last year. Yes. Okay. Um, and they're getting ready to move into Aries and Libra. And that'll happen um, July 17th. And so that's a big shift. Um, Is that a yearly occurrence that it moves signs? It moves signs every year and a half. Year and a half. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so that's something big that's happening. Um, Another thing that's big that's happening is Saturn uh, moved into Pisces today. Mm. And it will stay uh, in Pisces. It's been in Aquarius for the last couple of years. Um, yeah. and it will stay in Pisces. And so, um, we're expecting a lot of change. Uh, yeah. Pisces is the energy of dissolving where things kind of, the energy de- devolves, dissolves back into the oneness right? and something new will arise. And yeah. uh, so it'd be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. What, uh, do we have a retrograde Mercury, Mercury coming up? Um, Mercury was retrograde, uh, not that long ago in, um, in Gemini. Uh, it's now going forward. I'm not sure when it retrogrades again. Okay. Was Um, it Gemini or was it, was it, uh, retrograde just at the, um, it was at the end of the year or something like that. Right. Yeah, it, it actually just recently switched going forward. And I think yeah, okay. actually it was in a actually can't remember. Um, Mars Cap- was in Gemini. So I think yeah. it's up in Capricorn. Capricorn yeah. into Aquarius and back to Capricorn or something like that. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. As it as it likes to do that. <laughs> it does. Yeah. yeah. Um, as far as uh, for evolutionary astrology, are there any aspects that are um aside from transitions or does that mostly look at transitions well it it looks at um evolution of the soul the individual soul but also as the collective you know humanity is moving through shifts right and you know we can see outside of our eyes the shifts that are happening all around and oh yeah um, everybody's kind of feeling it we're not really sure what's about to erupt but People, can, feel it. <laughs> People yeah. can definitely feel it. They don't know what's happening. They don't know what to expect. It's a lot of anticipation. Exactly. Um, more than normal. I think most people would agree. There's more than normal uh, a level of uh, anticipation. Strange anomalies in the sky. Um, yeah. Weather changes. Unpredictability in weather. Um, yeah. Massive cataclysms. Yep. All this name, is happening. To name a few. <laughs> Just to name a few, yeah. yeah. This is all happening. But lots of things in the air, right? Lots of things in the air. And I I feel like a lot of the energies that are happening, that are happening on the individual level, is this energy that's turning inward where we're all trying to shift and find our true selves and be able to anchor ourselves in. Because when the outside starts to shift and we aren't anchored inside, you, you know, we'll just yeah. be knocked around by the storm. And so right. that's a lot of what I've been hearing in the evolutionary astrology community. And um, 
it's what I've been working on personally for myself mm -hmm. and um, what it is that I'm trying to help people do as yeah, well. That's, and that's, uh, that's the biggest thing. It's, um, you know, astrology works as a means to learn about yourself um, first and foremost. I feel like that's yeah. the best place to start with astrology. Anybody that's looking to get into it or not sure, the, the main goal initially is to learn about your own mechanisms and the what I call the picture of when you were born. Like, you know, why are the things going the way they are going? Or why, why did they happen? Or how might they happen in the future? Uh, the cards that you're dealt are that birth chart. And yes. it's a really great place to start, to start learning about what this system um, has to say as far as who you are and what your motivations are and, um, you know, the, the powers around you and how you can affect them or how they affect you. I think that's, uh, you know, the great start is just a birth chart, simple birth chart, simple birth chart, get a view into what this system says is going on and yep. begin to learn the different uh, meanings behind when we say Mercury, what we are thinking, what we're feeling yes. off of that planet versus it being a planet that's just rotating around the sun. It has exactly. a specific associated energy with it that we uh, understand as is its focus. Yes. And, and how that focus interplays with the signs and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. And then the transits that are going around that are constantly affecting us. Right. And the modern, the current change. day, current day current transits, day. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which are very important. Uh, yeah. The few that I've done, because that wasn't really my focus. Um, if, if, if I felt like something was going on, I'd, I'd pull a chart and I would see like, oh boy, yeah, you know, here it is. Yes. But uh, it wasn't really my focus when I did astrology. I did a lot of natal charts. But um, the transits are very important because it's an interplay between an, a current day energy and an, an energy that you hold inside. So theory within exactly right. So it's like this is your picture and your cards, and then the daily life are the the dealer. Yes. <laughs> so you're playing cards against the dealer every day. Every day, yeah. You, you've only got what you've got in your hand to work with. So. Um, there's still cards in the deck that can be pulled, but typically you ha your hand is your hand, and that's what you got to work with. And uh, it is. you it know, is. I call it the matrix. It's a beautiful <laughs> thing. It's beautiful because it allows you um, freedom, you know, or yeah. the assumption of freedom from destiny, from this the astrology, the the matrix. Well, yeah. And I think that that's what, one of the things that I really like about evolutionary astrology is that it doesn't assume that you're just dealt this hand of cards and this is what you're dealt with, but that right. you, this is where you started. And right. as the transits move around and you grow, it just shows you the direction and how your life can unfold. Right. Depending on whether you're willing to let go of things or not let go of things. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. How willing are you to grow? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Rotlon, that's an everyday choice, right? Everyday choice, yes. Everyday choice. When Pluto, it moves very slowly. So yes. there's a lot of time to gain ground on the effect and make changes for a long haul. 
Exactly. Uh, like the a lifetime. Clearing. A lifetime <laughs> even. Right. right. Because it is that uh, planet that you can't see. So it resides deep in the unconscious or subconscious. Yes. Uh, and But it moves slow. It's a very, it is a very uh, generational planet. And yes. that it affects a, a wide berth of culture and uh, the world, you know, of sure. what it goes on. Some and say all it's of the... these, yes. Go ahead, yeah. Oh, all of these outer planets do that. They're, yeah. they're all generational. But depending on where it falls in your birth chart, that's, that's where it becomes personal. And yeah. so it's kind of got both sides of the coin right. when you're talking about it. Yeah, and, it, and it's very powerful. It's presence in your chart and how it affects, yeah. um, you know, your whole life. I, I've always found it fun to look at my chart and look back to when I was young and see what played out as, you know, is it is it in my chart? And I typically can find the aspect or the, um, the, the, the thing going on that's creating the drama that I think is just everyday life but happens to be something that I can find in a, in a chart. Yeah. <laughs> you know? you, you I, I assume it's very personal. You know? Yeah. You can definitely generally find things in a chart or at least shows where the energy is. Yeah. And, you know, that's where you correlate it with the client, you know, what was going on here, because this is the energy that I'm seeing. Do you have an experience that you can match up maybe with what I'm seeing? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, the, you work with the moon a lot, right? Do you, work with the moon, yes. New moon and full moon kind of um, readings? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, new moon between the sun and the moon. So the sun being the outer expression of the inner self and the inner self being the moon, sun being the outer expression. So a new moon would be a beginning of a cycle um, where... Um, the interplay between the sun and the moon are just beginning, depending on what house it's in and what sign it is in. It'll give yeah. you a clue as to what energy is beginning. And then you'll go through the moon will move, you know, between the sun and the moon, the moon, the sun will stay stationary. I mean, yeah. not really stationary, but compared to the moon, it does. Right. And when the moon reaches its opposition, it's at full phase where it can be seen and then incorporated and then really brought out to the collective as in a Libra archetype, you know, okay. the opposition is a Libra archetype. The full moon for, uh, for Mar, um, uh, Aries. Um, yes. Well, for the Aries any, sun, opposite, the full moon would any be... opposition would be a Libra archetype. It's oh. when you're taking something from within and bringing it out to the social realm. Mm. Oh, oh, as in, the aspect of the opposition is yes. because Aries because Aries is the first sign in the in a fire sign in relation to it's the, the first sun? sign and it's the initiation of a new energy. It's very oh, it's okay. brand new. It's instinctual and then it becomes incorporated and brought inward in the Taurus mm -hmm. sign. And then you gather information about it and you ask questions and you um network. In the gem, yeah, in the Geminian phase of it, and then it mm -hmm. becomes you in the Cancer energy of it, fourth house energy. You bring it to your expression in the fifth house, mm -hmm. in the sixth house, you self adjust, and in the seventh house, which is the opposition, 
right. you bring it to the world. You you begin to share it with another. Got it. Got it. So and more on so, the houses, less on the signs, and, but more in the house. Yes. And okay. it, it's just, it's, they call it the energy of like aspects and phases that evolutionary astrology uses. So you okay. can, you know, look at a relationship between two different planets and depending where it is in the birth chart or even with a transit, you can tell what kind of energy is being worked through. Right. Yeah. Which is really very, it just adds a whole nother layer and it makes evolutionary astrology really quite something. Yeah. Now, as far as for a client, you've, you found this thing for them, this aspect, um, and you've located it basically. And you said, okay, here's this issue going on. Um, what, what would be the best course of action for the client to take once they've found, you know, they've discovered this, um, aspect? Well, I think that first of all, uh, depending on what kind of an aspect it is, whether this right. is the client is stuck there or whatever. And also, you know, you don't want to um, create trauma by, you know, expressing something that the client isn't quite ready for. And right. so first you want to find out, you know, how open are you to hearing what's happening? And then um, you can, um, you know, First of all, just by bringing it out into the open, the awareness is a is a really big step. But then, generally, the way that evolutionary astrology works is through oppositions. So, hmm. for example, if you've got your Pluto in the first house, the journey of Pluto is through the seventh house. That's how it manifests itself through growth, okay. through oppositions, and so you can you can give an idea of what direction to, to move depending on where the person is. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, as far as for uh, the houses and the positions, would you, uh, so that basically is going to help you triangulate what part of their life they need to work with this planet or this transition? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's kind of like in this threefold method, like with um, when you're talking about Aries, you're talking about the planet Mars, and you're mm. talking about the first house. Okay. All three of those energies are the same archetype. They mix and match throughout. So you can say that, you know, Mars in the sixth house is a new um, direction in self-adjustment or you could say exactly the same thing for, for example, um, you could have Virgo in the first house, hmm. which would be, they call it a repeated theme. Virgo in the first house and Mars in the sixth house is the same energy. Okay. And so you, it's like um, by finding these repeated themes in a chart, what ends up happening is you'll find that and energy is repeated three and four times throughout a chart. And that gives you a focus as to what this soul is working on because mm. it's repeated so many times that this is what the soul is working on. And so it's, it's you, through studying the chart, you can really, it just rises to the surface, you know, Oh, this is what this soul is working on. And then you can through the, uh, the patterns of oppositions, give a direction, 
towards how a soul can manifest these things. And like I said, just by even bringing it up so that the soul can be begin to contemplate and see. I mean, usually what happens, what I've noticed is as soon as you bring it up, you're like, oh, yeah, it has been like that, or this mm -hmm. has been happening. And where maybe without bringing it up, you might not be aware. So, right. Yeah. It's a latent thing that's running in the background. Yeah. I uh, I used to do charts. I'd hand draw the charts right out of the ephemeris, the book of numbers for the positions of the uh, planets on the uh, on the wheel. I'd draw out the wheel um, for people that were interested in learning about their astrology. And I had a book on aspects, and that's and that and the impressions I would get on their chart was pretty much how I would read a chart for somebody as best as I could. I don't think I was that great at it, but I did enjoy doing it. Got to see a lot of really cool patterns in the chart. Uh, that, yeah. that thing that I call the matrix, those lines that go across in, in the circle. Right. Um, one of the really most profound ones that I've ever seen was the Grand Cross, which is two oppositions. And when you have two oppositions, uh, these were fairly well aligned. Um, so they created uh, the four four ninety degree squares, yes, and two oppositions across a grand cross, what they call it. I think yes. the orb was the orb was within five degrees, so it was very tight, which means that uh, zero would be dead on, and you give yes. a little bit of orb of influence that you know allowance for the uh, energy to kind of push out and still be in in effect. And I believe yes. it was pretty tight. Um, that creates quite a conundrum for somebody, somebody that has a grand cross. Sounds really cool, but it's actually like a uh, a major block of Yeah, lots of squares. Power. Yeah, lots <laughs> yeah. of squares. So lots we have one of those coming up this year in oh, we do. Uh, July 17th when mm. the nodes move to Aries Libra. They'll be okay. at 29 degrees Aries, 29 degrees Libra. Yeah. Pluto will be at 29 degrees Capricorn. So that's three of the cardinal signs. And the sun will be at 25 degrees Cancer. So wow. it's only four degrees off of being an exact grand square. Wow. That's when things are really going to start to get real. I mean. Yeah. What would that um, tell us? As far as well, on the, because that's not personal now, that's going to be on the grand scale. It's, on the, it's on the collective. I mean, it'll be personal for somebody, but um, yeah. I feel like, well, with evolutionary astrology, when we're talking about these, uh, like Pluto that squares uh, the nodes, for example, it's, they call it a skip step. Mm -hmm. In other words, if you have uh, any planet squaring the nodes, Basically, what that signifies is that your soul's been on this journey, but it went through a doorway that it hadn't actually completed all the steps to get there. And mm. so it's kind of like skipped a spot and they can't move forward until they've gone back to recover that spot. Right. And so this uh, energy that's happening in July will be Pluto. Um, at 29 degrees Capricorn, exactly where it sits today. Now it is going to move into Aquarius for a minute and then it's going to come back. Um, but this is where there's a, 
transmutation of the structure, the societal norm, the structure that we're all living in. And then the nodes, south node is going to be in um, Libra at 29 degrees, which is like the end of the Libra archetype. And the Libra archetype is about balance between self and others. And so it's about showing fairness to other people. It's about, um, you know, the sharing of resources. It's about listening. It's about getting your own needs met and allowing other people to get their needs met. And then the opposition of that, which would be the North Node, is to begin a new direction, to, for the collective to begin a new direction in Aries, brand new start. But we can't go there because we got to skip step. The societal norm needs to focus on this South Node, um, which is in Libra. We, we haven't been fair to the rest of our brothers and sisters out there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not going to be able to evolve forward until we can uh, recover that step. And so, I mean, to me, ultimately, this is the growth of humanity. We, we, we have to be able to resolve these things, right. you know, or we're going to continue to repeat it, not be nice. Yeah. <laughs> Keep doing it over and over again. Over and over again. And so yeah. here comes an opportunity where we get to try again. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's so wild. this is how I see it. Yeah. Um, anything towards the end of the year or on any kind of um, other um, uh, solstice or equinox that we could think about? As, uh... Well, um, Jupiter's been in Aries. It moved into Aries. So this is like a new and this happened early in the year. And mm -hmm. so it'll stay in Aries for um, a while through the rest of this year for sure. Yeah. Is it, is it um, a 10 year? It's a, uh, let's see. Or actually. Jupiter is 12 years. It's a year years. in each sign. Year in each sign. Okay. So it just moved into Aries. It'll be here for the year. Um, but it's a new direction in the way that we, um, in, uh, kind of our instincts and um, the way that we think, uh, our belief system, what we believe to be true and what is not true. Right. And, you know, we as a collective are all looking at that. What yeah. is true? What is not true? I mean, we got fake news. We, we don't know which way to turn anymore. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so we're taking a brand new direction. And, you know, when the outside world gets to a place where it's hard to tell, it's it's where we have to anchor inward. Okay. Because, um, and that's what a lot of the energy is pointing to. It's like the outside is getting a little bit mucky. How do you tell what's real and what's not real and um, begin to look inside yourself, you know, yeah. some place that you can anchor in for trust. And right. I think a lot of the energies of this year are leading to that and helping us all to be able to find that sense of self. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy stuff that happened in the last couple of years, yeah. uh, you know without naming anything where well, there was just so much yes. going on for so many people in different directions and different ways. Yes. And um, could say in a lot of ways, been there, done that. And even if the same kind of 
uh, energy comes up again, the way that it's handled or accepted or not accepted would be very different uh, the, the second go around socially, sure. I think, as well as personally. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, you know, you're not going to get the same reaction um, exactly, no. at least. I, I don't think so. Um, so I see a lot of change that Pluto is a real big deal. And of course, that's, I'm hearing a lot about the Pluto chant transition. Yes. Um, but that takes time too. So we get like a little dip. You said, is it going like one degree? Dip. Yeah. Yep. It's going to go, I think one, maybe two degrees, and then it's going to go back into Capricorn. I think it'll, um, I know that at the end of the year, it'll still be at Capricorn, but then. I think early into 2024, it'll go into Aquarius even a little bit further and then right. it'll back up into Capricorn. I've got, my sun is at 29 degrees Capricorn. So Pluto is sitting on my sun right now ah. and will be for the next S-U-N. couple of years. Yeah. Yes. S-U-N. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So are you, what, um, you know, what are you experiencing or what are you aware of as far as external changes that you might be seeing with that kind of con um, conjunction happening? Like for myself? Yeah. Complete change in the way that I'm expressing myself. Here I am sitting on this <laughs> podcast. This is not right. something that would have happened a year ago. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> at all. <laughs> and but Capricorn. As, yeah. um, you're, you're, you're at the cusp then of Capricorn and Aquarius? Yes. So, um, when it started approaching, did you start to feel a pressure of oh, yeah. a new direction? And oh, did that yes. direction seem to be saying the way you were doing things isn't going to be happening? Yeah, um, I just felt an unrest. I'm like, I can't do this yeah. anymore. I've been an organic farmer for 20 years. Oh, and, wow. Um, well, that's great, though. I was just feeling, yeah, well, I'm in this weird place now because with the way that the world is happening, I'm like, should I really stop growing food? Like, no, <laughs> no. <I? laughs> exactly. So right. I'm in a place where uh, I'm sort of doing both. I mean, really, I have a crew that's helping out in the garden and I'm more sitting at the desk in the computer, but okay. I'm uh, directing the way the farming is going and getting yeah. out there and helping when they need me. Well, and Pluto was in Capricorn, a sign of business, the sign of uh, earth sign. Yeah. Yeah, work for quite a while. So maybe that your previous structuring of the farming came out of that. Yes. And now towards the end of its time in Capricorn, you're ready to expand. I am ready to expand. Versus uh, collapse. Rather than get rid of, maybe it's a time to expand it and mm -hmm. add new things to what you're doing right now. That uh, seems add new to things be to what your, it is. <laughs> feathers in your cap, you know. Yeah, I I, exactly. And I thought that I was leaving it behind, but that isn't actually how it is evolving. Right. It's just a, so, an addition versus a subtraction. Yeah. Um, with with Aquarius, it almost demands that we become connected or that we reevaluate the way that we have connected. And I think so. Um, so for the next two years, personally for you, because you're right on the cusp, so you're, you're going to be getting a lot of back and forth. <clears throat> you yeah. might see that this is showing you ways to do things and not to do things and to do things and not to do things it's, as far as the realms of communication of air, uh, yep. the, the fixed air goes. So um, yes. I, I can definitely see that for you, 
an expansion of your outreach to people would be very important. And then you'll learn what works best for you in that regard. Thank you. Yes, that yeah. is how I'm experiencing it so far. For, yeah, for the two years. And then it'll just be whatever you've got going, it'll be a constant process of transformation, which should be really good. And, you right. know, one of the things I've found with astrology is it's a, um, it's there whether you like it or not, or whether you believe in it or not. And if you're aware of the changes that it entails, that it shows, uh, you can ride it like a surfer rides a wave. Like a wave, yep. yeah. Um, and you can utilize it, um, have power over the change versus have the change happen to you. You can actually exactly. start to work and figure out how to ride and how yes. to move with the wave instead of becoming turned over. Exactly. Um, it becomes but, the energy not happening to you, but for you. Right. But it takes the awareness that it's ha that it's happening. It's yes. you know, first and foremost, it is the awareness that, okay, this, this isn't just something happening at me. There's, there's a reason having an ability to point the finger at some kind of cause seems to be very important. And once you do that, you can gain control over that effect. And, um, that's the idea anyway, it's astrology yeah. it seems to yep. be, um, the bigger the bigger planets seem to be harder to control because they're deeper they're they're not seen and they, they're they're working on the the collective and so yeah. yeah yeah it operates on a completely different level that's really hard to work with <laughs> yes. but the smaller planets the closer planets the faster moving planets there's a lot more um, ability to uh, gain an understanding and work with it for sure because it shifts they shift more so. There's, yes. it can be more visible. Yeah. It's like the it goes going light going by, you know, something going in front of the light enough times, you start to get used yes. to that rhythm and that pattern. Exactly. Um, it's really hard with the Neptune, Uranus, and Pluto oh, yeah. and the Chiron. I've never done anything with the asteroids. Is that something that you work it. with? No, okay. Uh, not yet. Um, that's coming for me because you know I have a lot of astrologer friends and I'm listening to other people's you know yeah. astrology and i'm it just you know i'm starting with the major energies and then yeah. but it won't be long i'm ready I, yeah I'm, it uh the beauty of astrology is it's one of those practices that you can just keep learning you yeah can, it doesn't stop you can evolve within it and just learn more and learn different exactly. ways to approach it psychological astrology yeah uh, past life astrology just oh, to yeah. name a few. Um, I, I'm really interested in Vedic astrology. Yeah, me too. But, uh, I haven't pursued it. No, I haven't yet pursued yet. it yet either. The only thing I know about it that is that it doesn't go past Saturn. They don't even have the outer right. planets. Right. You can't see it. Is, can't see you it, can't see there. it, it doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The most important things are, are what you can see and what you can actually work with. And, yes. it's, the, and it's old. It's an old system. Yeah. So that lends a lot of uh, understanding yeah. to the old systems. You can even do our uh, Western astrology that same way and get a lot out of it. Um, oh, for sure. You know, reclaim the owner, the owners of the signs uh, to where they where they were, you know, before the yep. unseen planets. Um, yes. There's a lot of different ways to approach astrology. And again, it just it's like a never ending thing. 
Yeah, it's it's fascinating. I love it. Yeah. There's there's so much more and it's um it's ever evolving. Yeah. Ever evolving. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is the Absolutely. thing. Now, as far as for people to find you so that they can uh, get a chart done by you so that they can find out about uh, these mechanisms operating in their life, the uh, get on the evolutionary wheel of astrology, uh, what's the best way for somebody to find you? Um, well, I can give my email address, which oh, is... I'll, I can link that in the description. Can link if you that? Like. Okay. Yeah, and then easy. I'm on Facebook is my social media and you okay. can find me through my name. Um, and, uh, yeah, just reach out to me, send me a private message and, uh, I will, uh, get to you. Excellent. Anything else in happening this, uh, upcoming year that you'd like to. Address? Um, well, the really, the biggest ones, you know, Neptune is, is not really moving, but it's in Pisces. And so we are really, um, dissolving mm. some psychic energy in, okay. uh, throughout the whole year and the way that i look at it is that we just have this there's a lot of old psychic energies around that people are still reacting with and yeah. as that is starting to fall away it really leaves the door open for new energies to come in and you've got mm. jupiter and moved it moved into aries now so there's new energy new belief right. systems that are able to come in i just see it as this all of these things are moving together and it's really pointing to change is coming. Yeah. There's a, there's a shift coming and uh, we're all feeling it on the energetic level. We're seeing it out in our world and um, the planets seem to be reflecting it as well. And so, yeah, I think that's just the major of what I see. And it's interesting to be able to see it on the wheel and then you know look out into the world and yeah it's happening watch and then it play yeah watch, watch it play, play. Happen. yeah and and <laughs> actually watch it feel it on the inside because right. you know when i first started feeling the inner disruption it was interesting we i live kind of in the boondocks of tennessee there okay. we didn't have even high speed internet or anything and i got high speed internet in uh, 2018. Well, we got Wi-Fi in 2018, and that was the first time I ever got a chance to surf the web. Hmm. Right away, I was like, I want to look up astrology, and I found my teacher, and it was like I was ready to grow. The internet came. Yeah, I got a teacher, and shoom, here we are. Blew up. <laughs> so, <laughs> right yeah. as Pluto is sitting on my son, so. Hmm. Right. It's just Perfect. interesting the way it evolved like that and kind of blows my mind. Yeah. Isn't it? Isn't it interesting? It's like, wow. You know, and, and astrology is like that. And I think that's something for everybody out there that hasn't done it. Yeah. There are, there is magic just sitting in there waiting to be discovered. Yeah. It's like, is. oh my gosh, is that what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's just exactly. amazing. It always gets me. It's like, oh, wow. Of course. <laughs> and that's on the personal um or in the daily the daily interaction you know yeah and how it affects you personally it's yeah. it's wild it's wild um, yeah it's when you it's know what not, you're looking at 
Yes, it's yeah. not the astrology that you get in the newspaper of yesterday. Right. It is just right. not that at all. It serves a purpose. Um, it serves yeah. a purpose, you know. And, and I, I don't, I don't like to look at that, about because you have to put it with, you know, a heavy scale, knowing that it's a very small percentage of yourself that it's talking to. Yeah. In a in a very targeted way. Um, sure. But uh, I, I I enjoy them. I enjoy when it's the operation of aspects and explaining that on a monthly basis as it relates yeah. to signs versus yeah. just a real generic, you know, exactly. Taurus, you're concerned about possessions and money. Gemini, it's all about your friends. You know, it's just very yeah. house centric type of uh, type of uh, newspaper stuff. But yeah, yeah, I've, I've read some good ones that were, you know, only a paragraph long and seemed to be really good, you know, seemed yeah. to get really well. It just depends on the astrologer doing the, doing the, sure. uh, the paper, you know, for sure, for sure. but uh, it's always better to get more integral and learn those different aspects and how you personally are approaching the world and then looking at how the world approaches you, you know, on that daily, on the daily paper. Yes, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's great. All right. Well, thank you for being here. Really appreciate well, it. We're going to be so much. talking to you again soon. And, awesome. And uh, uh, touching base and seeing what else is going on in the heavens. Okay. Well, great. Right. Thank you so much. Well, I you, appreciate Adrian. this. Yeah, most definitely. We'll talk soon. All right. Take care. Take care. Yeah.